Section two of the Wit and Humor of America, Volume six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Chad's Story of the Goose by F. Hopkinson Smith. I nodded my head, and Chad closed the door softly, taking with him a small cup and saucer, and returning in a few minutes followed by that most delicious of all aromas, the savory steam of boiling coffee. "'My Massa John,' he continued, filling the cup with the smoking beverage, "'never drank nothing but tea. Even at the big dinners when all the gentlemen had coffee in the little cups, that's one of em you's drinking out of now. There ain't more than four of em left. Old Massa would have his pot of tea. Henny used to make it for him makes it now for miss nancy henny was a young gal then long fore we was married henny belonged to colonel lord barbour on the next plantation to iron mo coffee major i handed chad the empty cup he refilled it and went straight on without drawing a breath what scrape i ever got into with old massa john was over henny i tell you she was a hurricane in them days she come into the kitchen one time, where I was helping get the dinner ready, and the cook had gone to the spring house, and she says, Chad, what you cookin' that smells so nice? That's a goose, I says, cookin' for Massa John's dinner. We got quality, says I, pointin' to the dining room door. Quality, she says, speck I know what the quality is. That's for you and the cook. With that she grabs a carving knife from the table, opens the door of the big oven, cuts off a leg of the goose, and disappears round the kitchen corner with the leg in her mouth. For I knowed where I was, Marsa John come to the kitchen door and says, Gettin' late, Chad, bring in the dinner. You see, uh, Major, there ain't no up and down stairs in the big house, uh, like it is, yeah. Uh, kitchen and dining room all on the same floor. Well, sir, I was scared to death. But I took that goose and laid him with the side cut down on the bottom of the pan afore uh, the cook got back, put some dressing and stuffing over him, and shut the stove door. Then I took the sweet potatoes and the hominy and put em on the table, and then I went back to the kitchen to get the baked ham. I put on the ham and some old dishes, and Marsa says, looking up, I taught there was the roast goose, Chad. I ain't yared nothing about no goose, I says. I'll ask the cook. Next minute, I yeared old Massa a-hollin', Mammy Jane, ain't we got a goose? Lord a massy? Yes, Massa. Chad, you woofless nigger. Ain't you took that goose out yet? Is we got a goose? said I. Is we got a goose? Didn't you help pick it? I see where my hair was short, and I snatched up a hot dish from the hearth, opened the oven door, and slide the goose in just as he was and lay him down before Marsa John. Now see what the ladies will have for dinner, says old Marsa, picking up his carving knife. What'll you take for dinner, miss? says I baked ham. No, she says, looking up to our Marsa John set. I think I'll take a leg of that goose, just so. Well, Marsa cut off the leg and put a little stuffing and gravy on with a spoon, and says to me, Chad, see what that gentleman'll have. What'll you take for dinner, sir? says I. Nice breast of goose or a slice of ham? No, I think I'll take a leg of that goose, he says. I didn't say nothing, 
but I knowed very well he wa'n't goin' to get it. But, Major, you ought to see old Marsa lookin' for the other leg of that goose. He rolled him over on the dish, this way and that way, and then he jabbed that old bone handle of carvin' fork in him, and held him up over the dish, and looked under him and on top of him, and then he says, kind of sad-like, Chad, where is the other leg of that goose? It didn't have none, says I. You mean to say, Chad, that the gooses on my plantation only got one leg? Some of em has, and some of em ain't. You see, Marsa, we got two kinds in the pond, and we was a little bothered today, so Mammy Jane cooked this one cause I cotched it first. Well, said he, looking like he looked when he sent for you in the little room, I'll settle with ye after dinner. Well, there I was, shivering and shaking in my shoes, and dropping gravy and spilling the wine on the tablecloth. I was that shook up. And when the dinner was over, he calls all the ladies and gentlemen and says, Now come down to the duck pond. I'm gwine to show this nigger that all the gooses on my plantation got mowed in one leg. I followed long, traipsing after the whole kitten building, and when we got to the pond, here Chad nearly went into a convulsion with suppressed laughter, <laughs> there was the goose sitting on a log in the middle of that old green goose pond with one leg stuck up and the other tucked under the wing. Chad was now on one leg, balancing himself by my chair, the tears running down his cheek. Dow, master, says I, don't you see? Look at that old gray goose. That's the bare match of the one we had today. Then the ladies all hollered and the gentlemen laughed so loud they heard him at the big house. Stop, you black scoundrel, Master John says, his face getting white and he a jerking his handkerchief from his pocket. Shoo! Major, I hope to have my braids kicked out by a lame grasshopper if every one of them gooses didn't put down the other leg. Now, you lying nigger, he says, raising his cane over my head, I'll show you. Stop, Master John, I hollered. Tain't fair, tain't fair. Why ain't it fair, says he? Cause, says I, you didn't say shoo to the goose what was on the table. Chad laughed until he choked. And did he thrash you? Massa John? No, sir. He laughed loud as anybody, and then that night he says to me as I was putting some wood on the fire, Chad, where did that leg go? And so I ups and tells him all about Henny and how I was lying cause I was feared the gal would get hurt and how she was only a foolin thinkin it was my goose and then the old massa look in the fire for a long time and then he says that's colonel barbon's henny ain't it chad yes massa says i well the next morning he had his black horse saddled and i held a stirrup for him to get on and he rode over to the barbon plantation and didn't come back till plumb black night when he come up, I held the lantern so I could see his face, for I wa'n't easy in my mind all day, but it was all bright and shining like an angel's. Chad, he says, handing me the reins, I bought yo henny this afternoon from Colonel Barbour, and she's coming over tomorrow, and you can both get married next Sunday. End of Chad's Story of the Goose Recording by Phil Chenevere, Baton Rouge, Louisiana